Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Headspace Podcast as I uh, work my way through the four-piece from K Reno. This time we're talking about three weeks later. That's right, it's the third piece of the four-piece. Um, my name is Holden Stefan Roy, or HSR, depending on how you know me, and uh, I'm here today to walk you through this album track by track and share my experiences on each and every song. That's what this show does. That's what this podcast is about. Normally, I have people with me, but I've been off for the last couple of weeks, so, you know, pop off some solo bonus episodes here. Um, so, just to let you know, I'm not a professional basically somebody who a couple years back said i'm gonna start reviewing albums i'm gonna learn hip-hop and then i've been doing that week over week over week over week just kind of studying and learning interacting with people in the comment section so if you come across a part of this review that you disagree with you want to correct you want to add to anything you want to just have a conversation uh let me know in the comment section and i promise you that we are a small enough channel that i can answer every single person that leaves a comment and i will do so because i appreciate you taking that time and effort to even leave a comment but before we jump into it today, I just want to give a special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Lindell Williams, and Carl J. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that at the end. And fair warning, I've been trying to cut down on my coffee intake, and it's pretty early in the day to be recording one of these, so if I'm a little off, it's a lack of caffeine. Um, but today we're going to be going through K Reno's three weeks later. And at this point in the review, I like to kind of contextualize my familiarity with the artist because I believe it's a significant part of the relationship you'll have with the music. If you've been bumping K Reno for 30 years, you're going to feel differently about this album than me, who has only been bumping K Reno for like a year. Um, for my history, I have a cousin who's been trying to push K Reno on me for like ever. And then he dropped Mightier Than the Sword. We reviewed that shit. And honestly, it just like blew my mind. The quality of writing, the diversity of track, subject matter and stuff. It got me excited that when I knew he was doing this four piece, like I just knew in my heart I had to review all of these albums because it's just it would just be so worth it for me as a listener because Carino brings up such interesting subject matter and it's like worth delving into and it's worth discovering. And then I saw how famous he was. And I was like, damn. That's just not just or right. Like, he has, what, six, 14, 15,000 subscribers on YouTube? Like, I know rappers with half the career, not even half, like a smidgen of the career who are popping more in a numbers sense than K Reno seems to be. And I figured if I'm going to have this platform here where I can review people, why not also make sure to review K Reno? So that's, that's something I just chose to do here. Um, and I'm just so interested in this guy that I'm probably going to go back and do stuff like review the seven albums dropped on the day and go through a lot of his cat uh, discography because he's just kind of made me rethink things like how good is Eminem and questions like that because prior to K Reno, there wasn't many people I saw with a lyricism pen game that could be as versatile and diverse. So now that I've seen this, it's like, hmm. What else is in the underground? You know, like it really just tripped me out the first time I got that experience. Now, for those of you who've been watching these uh, four pieces, uh, I probably said a very similar thing in each of them. I mean, 
it's kind of what it is but there is that chance that this is the first one you're watching so i should probably do the intro ish the same i mean my feelings on k reno haven't changed in the last 24 hours um i recorded the other two first two pieces yesterday in my time even though in your time of watching this it might be completely different um i did want to comment on one thing again because this might be your first and only time here talking to me um or listening to me is that on this album i came across a bit of a, a frustrating circumstances as a reviewer i rely on websites like genius.com which post the lyrics up i don't need the lyrics to hear what the song's about i need quotes of the lyrics to like express to everyone else a little bit some of the more some of the ways they rhyme like it's hard to just describe it without directly quoting a rapper in my opinion if you're not able to like look at the lyrics and say this is what he actually said and this is why it's dope or what it made you feel it's less of a review so the time it took me to create this review considering only at the time i reviewed it two of the songs had lyrics up and now three of the songs have lyrics up like i can see how other reviewers are going to skip over this because the level of effort to create this review is a lot harder if the lyrics aren't there kids are accustomed to seeing lyrics when their rapper or favorite rapper drops so since all uk reno fans watching this can all do one song each it's like by the end of the day y'all could have the entire album's lyrics up if we really wanted to anyone can create a genius account it'll take you like an hour easily to do one song i'm not even going to pretend it doesn't take that long but i just think that if people want to see Kirino popping more and since most of us probably are not buying his albums the very least we can do is help and i promise that when my money situation is nice i will purchase every album i've ever reviewed so i mean you'll get that money one day k reno um it's just we can annotate his lyrics we can build a community on it but when i go look and the fact that the song three weeks later has only been viewed by 65 people it makes me wonder if it's just because like this community doesn't know that genius exists but if we're talking about moving records over the internet this is definitely a good thing to have in place in my opinion um anyway that's enough of that i'm gonna say it one more time when i record the next review and uh hopefully when his next album drops you'll be like all the other fan bases and have the lyrics up within an hour of the album coming out because i watched that shit man i watched the timing and usually if the genius people don't do it within the first day of an album being out the fan base has got it covered so i'm just just sharing what i see on the internet um this album is three weeks later um i guess it's just i don't really know what the significance of that title was like maybe it's three weeks after the first album has happened i guess that would be my biggest thing so we had lightning language and there was a significant event that happens there and maybe this is just taking three p three weeks at, taking place three weeks after that particular event um on the cover you'll see that it's a calendar with some extra days so there's 326s and 215s then k reno uh made this really fun video where he just like yep our bad etc etc we fucked up look you can get this collector's edition with the bad title by now and then pulled up the corrected version and it still had 215s it was pretty funny just to see him like like just put it up and then he had to put up another video being like whoops that one was also messed up i guess i guess i'm just k reno even a month can't happen proper i thought that was funny um 
But yeah, I really I like the cover. It's got a sad face on the fifth, and then it's a happy face on what should be the twenty fourth, but is the twenty fifth because that math doesn't really work. But that's okay. Um, I really like the idea of it. Or no, maybe it does work. Maybe I'm just crazy. Still, fifth to twenty fifth, it's there, uh, even though there's two extra fifteens. Um, and yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's like that was a sad and hard three weeks now let's talk about something almost happier you know like it's time to move on from that situation so i thought that the overall album cover was cool i thought that the like it was it was it might be my favorite album cover of the four piece just because it's it's just a calendar it's so simple but like the other two you could totally shrink that down into a patch and wear it up on your like chest or your bag or something and i really would buy these Carino patches because while 75 american dollars is expensive for a little canadian like me i could probably drop 10 bucks on some patches um anyway uh either way let's get into it i'm just kind of rambling now and there's still 11 tracks to get through so why don't we discuss three weeks later I I just wasn't expecting this song. So for, it's worth noting that his bike got stolen on the first album. He also brings up his bike in the therapy session on the second album. And then this song starts off. It was only three weeks later. He's at the park. He saw this beautiful girl. And he's like going in deep on this romance part. Like, man, if we were young, I would have taken her to prom. It was getting deep. I let her meet my mom. I let her meet my dad. I let her meet my dog. Hanging hang every single day, man. We did it all, etc. He's taking. He's like almost like fantasizing about how good this woman is, I think. And then feels like a year, but it's only been 21 days. I guess he's been dating this girl that long. I don't know. Anytime I needed her around, she would come she's thinking we might run away together so i i believe he's just like he took her on a date you know and set all this shit up he's impressing this singer girl etc he's letting us all know about this little budding relationship it was just about to run her fingers through her hair and then hold up wait is that my bike over there and you're just like what did that just happen did carrie you know just bring the bike back in and then all that romance shit is done we're in a new song this is one of the most catch you off guard, impressive and dope segues in a song I've ever seen. So he takes off running. He left his lady still sitting there on their date and he's just going after his bike and he takes off and just runs after it. I mean, look, this song is very story driven. So the lyrics are pretty dope. I mean, it just really moves the narrative along while rhyming and keeping it consistent. So like, so this is one of those situations I couldn't let go. This guy saw me and it scared him half to death. Didn't even take the food and he ordered. He that he just left. Obviously couldn't catch him. So I stood looking silly as he rolled off laughing at me, popping a wheelie like, wow, what do I do now? I guess it seems I'm going to have to reacquire it through other means. So the guy on the bike ran off he can't catch him then he proceeds to go to like some cave where the creator of the bike also created a duplicate bike and he starts describing it like the handlebars converted to weapons that shot lasers an impressive lethal specimen disguised as a relic and he used nitrocellulose rocket fuel to propel it i wonder if he knew what the bike was capable of at that moment i saw him again hovering above yeah he knows but how could he have ever figured that never mind all i want to do right now is get it back so he's describing how actually cool the bike is like it's some super duper bike then he goes and he meets the maker and he has to like humbly admit that he lost the bike and then the maker kind of gives him a bit of a beat down and scolds him for eight hours covering facts because he knew that the bike was gone and he should have done this he's like how could you whatever and then 
Kirino's like, can I just can I just establish something? I mean, I'll try to make it a little bit better. And then he just mushed his face and said not to return until he has it. Then he like heads out and then there's just describes this crazy fucking battle that goes on. And once he beat him, he spell the spell breaks and he's freed and he's staring at the face of one who tried to deceive him. But if I tell you who it was, you wouldn't even believe me. But I know what you're thinking, but nah, it ain't him, or is it? So I asked my cousin, and he said it's probably the sorcerer. I haven't heard that saga, so I don't know what, what it's about yet. But that would be really cool if he uses this four-piece as like a this little sequence that appeared across these albums as a means to almost reintroduce that maybe in the near future we're getting another adventure of this villain. And I was like, damn, K. Reno has officially blown my mind a fucking game. So this song had the lyrics on it, and I was able to go in and like quote some shit proper and whatever, and that's really cool. So I appreciate that guy on Genius. I even messaged him to say I appreciated him. Because, man, to put up all the lyrics, that's pretty cool. Um, for the rest of this album, there are two more songs that had the lyrics and the rest don't. And we're going to have to rely on my notes. And that's just what it is. So why don't we talk a bit about One Foot In. What I like about Key Reno is he takes on a song like your street hustler, poor kid, who is selling drugs instead of maybe making the right path in life. And... It's interesting, right? Because, like, we just did Gangsta Nips, the South Park Psycho. And this song is reminiscent to me of Gotta Get Out the Game, where it's almost the other end of it, where you're still in it, and you're, like, trying to make sense of it all, and you're you're trying to, like, figure a way out, and you don't really like the circumstances you're living in. But K. Reno has taken a different route while approaching a very similar subject matter. And it's almost like he's speaking to more people like me, people who aren't in the situation to almost like compassionately try to explain in a different tone, in a different set of language, like what that experience is like. Because Kirino, I've noticed across these projects, and uh, I might bring it up again later, but he hasn't really been negative in a sense where he attacks anyone in particular. He, he attacks weak MCs in a vague sense, but it's unlike most things I've heard media-wise approaching these subjects. It's like he's really absorbed a lot of knowledge and wisdom and has reached a place in his life where rage isn't necessarily fueling him. I mean, it might be because these are heavy topics, but he's not displaying rage. He's actually taking the time to show compassion. Anyway, there are some really great lines that are exploring just parts of like this song like now i'm grinding society completely denies me couple of tattoos on my face and people won't hire me lawmakers do plenty dirt lying and cheating you made this plate now you want to lock us up just for eating and that's an interesting way to look at it so you have some kids he gets a face tattoo when he's like 16 because xyz reason that's for life maybe his judgment wasn't the greatest and now just because he has a face tattoo he can't go work somewhere i mean i honestly hate it when fuckers talk like that like like, how does a person's tattoos fucking... Like, how come you can have a full, colorful sleeve? Like, literally, you don't even see your skin left. It's just ink. And that's acceptable. It can be piercings. And if you're a hot girl, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But, like, if you're a kid with a face tattoo, you're now incompetent because, what, you've got a face tattoo so you don't have judgment? Like, I don't understand the logic, right? And then it's true. He follows that up, like... The people in charge do bad shit. We see that. We copy it. We get clipped. Like It's, it's kind of ridiculous. And this is pretty much everyone. I don't think it's just 
any one community but i like the focus on this particular nuance but he writes it in a way where it's super translatable to many other experiences as well i mean gotta watch everything even a girl can betray you i mean that's some that's a heavy world to live in you know he was inspired by the ogs instead of listening to advice only time he goes to school is serving his teacher it's like you have this idea where i mean the kid realizes that going to school is probably dead end for most people i mean most people really don't want to go and most people in middle class america don't even stay at jobs for a year because they don't feel shit's worth it you know the level of quote-unquote entitlement in that attitude is for real and it's it's commonplace so i can only imagine what it's like to be a young kid in a poor environment who's basically told that if you go to school and do all this shit chances are you're gonna get a bullshit job where you have to travel for four hours a day just to try to make ends meet then your alternative is selling drugs well i mean i come from poverty i know that if maybe the opportunity to have sold drugs was in front of my face i might have been stupid enough to engage in that i don't mean to call it stupid because that in my in my case it would have been stupid because i didn't have that life that forced me into it i might have just been dumb enough to choose to go chase it over some glorified ideals um i don't know then he has a kid but all he can do is sell drugs or whatever so he paints this picture you know describing the life of how the kid ends up in this environment where he's doing this but then he has his kid and he's trying to find a way out but all he knows how to do is sell drugs because when you are in your 20s you'll realize skills matter a lot and it's weird that the problem with selling drugs is it's not really shit you can talk about so you could probably get a killer sales position with that experience but if you told somebody that's what you did for your income there's no way they'd fucking hire you so you can't even validate your experience and you're kind of fucked it's really a weird trap you know I mean, you guys probably know. Uh, thought about going to college, but his baby mama and son need money today. I mean, that's another interesting concern. If you want to do things right, like this YouTube grind for me was always a five to six year plan in my head from the day I started. I had to wait until I was able to sustain myself to do that. But if you have a kid and you're broke and that baby's got to eat, you don't have the luxury of going away to college to make sure your family's good later on if you can't even take care of them now because college is a privilege that comes with money anyway um it just kind of flows in that overall tone um it's got a good hook that really draws almost empathy strings and uh one of my favorite lines though is if you tell a youngin to stop hustling you better have a job ready or they will laugh and go back to what they know and that's fair because many many a time i've talked to people and tried to explain oh there's a better way to do shit you can do things wiser because i was gifted enough to find ways to a better life and then realize that if i can't give you that job or i can't specifically give you the exact set of instructions on how to replicate it and you're not like i can't force i can't guide you there then i'm just saying empty words and you're gonna run off and do whatever the fuck you want i really like this song I think it like hits a note really proper. I gave it a four and a half on five. Uh, for my grading system, a four is a good song that meets everything a good song's supposed to have. Between four and five is where most of my grading's like because I try to cherry pick good albums. And like that's basically like 4.5 is a great song to me. It's something I would definitely listen to again. But whereas three weeks later blew my fucking mind, 
one foot in just really hit me in a great way. Like, I don't know, still talking compared to the average song, it's exceptional. I'm just trying to explain my grading system because I grade everything too high as far as everyone else is concerned, but I grade everything against all music ever. So there are shits that are one, and this sounds nothing like that. Um, anyway, the next track is Cut Jugular. I mean, this has like an eerie, creepier kind of beat, and basically the whole song is a lyrical onslaught. I've noticed that every album has had at least like one or two lyrical onslaughts just to prove that again through sheer imagination and force of will he is able to come up with flossing rhymes in a imaginative way that sounds like nothing else. I mean a lot of rappers talk about how they're the best but they end up saying the same thing as like every other fucking rapper who's talking about their how they're the best. I mean in some cases even Eminem is kind of saying the same things everyone else is talking about. Kareno doesn't do that. Kareno instead just focuses on coming up with new line after new line that's going to be crazy and interesting to listen to in a sense proving empirically that he is a more imaginative rapper than others like fracture autoimmune systems for crooning all of these whack tunes the human vacuum that can snatch you from the back room jack the moon and pass it down as a family heirloom more savage than the offspring of a baboon and a raccoon like that's some crazy good rhyming right there it flows in it's this song has a, a i really appreciated how it's tighter how it's got almost like a quicker pace to it like it's it's fa some of the other ones were a little slower and heavier but i really like this one it has a great energy to it um in general i can't say that it changes much from this tone it's basically crazy bars for days but what carino does with his crazy bars for days is he makes them all interesting so my phenomenon is the first time I hear it, I'm like, what is this fucking guy going to say next? The next time you hear it, you start catching things and thinking about them, which makes you miss the rest of the song. Then you play it again, and then you play it again. Next thing you know, you played it like seven times, and you realize you haven't even really touched how brilliant this shit is. So that is why I would say Kirino's an excellent lyricist, because he says shit like, murder so swift, I don't remember it. News travels so quickly, it was on the internet before I finished it. See, that's cool, because it's like not only is it dope but it's kind of taking into account how life works now so it's a realistic dope bar like his shit's so powerful that people are already there catching it like it was already huge news as it's happening and i know tape k reno plays a lot in impossible bars but like literally impossible things but that's what makes it fascinating like he tra his character transcends reality um lieutenant it's not it's lieutenant but i'm in canada so lieutenant of the printed word syndicate the venom that was meant to the the, the uh, meant to heal the sick and the invalid what mister can resist this type of vicious that this mouth spits i'm like damn it's pretty great rhyming my records got you scared straight as a feds case because scared straight's that program in the jails and shit and then a fed case will scare you straight like six nine just throwing it out there um any thoughts on how that kid can survive and witness protection with the tattoos like i get with the haircut you can cut it off but that kid has so many tattoos so you'd have to wear makeup anytime he went in public i digress um i really like this track a lot um a little bit more of dope lines that really struck out to me is exhibit no sympathy like a killer bee with next degree artillery eerily swarm peripheries rappers insidiously act duplicitly while i sit blissfully listening to the spirits whispering distantly but if you trigger me it could be slippery my prolific written efficiency is simply god-given not serendipity killing complicitly critics typically disagree switching delivery i'm and then it keeps going and i'm like that was ridiculous it was tight so much rhyming happening there saying some shit he hollows at god calls out critics like 
pulls out just like how ridiculous he is i really like this this is great rhyming to me i'm not like sold 100 percent on the beat like it's great beat but it's not like enthralling to me so i'm giving it a 4.5 on 5 but his rhyming the more i listen to it the more i like it like i've heard so much k reno this week that if it was most other artists i would be fucking sick of it but it's so well put together that there's no such thing as a bad song here like i'm calling the lowest grades i think i've given for the most part great it, it's so impressive to me because like i review a lot of albums like i think i've got uploaded like 420 videos and i'm still calling this great compared to virtually all the other shit i've heard in terms of imagination and rap skill preference and sound and my what i like to listen to are a little bit different i i there are styles i enjoy as much as i enjoy this but in this lane k arena was killing it anyway the next track is called misery loves company i like that k reno is as old as he is and knows all about instagram and facebook and like he's just he like he, he still sounds like a dad joke kind of guy to me sometimes like no offense but i appreciate his willingness to adapt and be interesting um this song kind of follows on the theme of some of the hater tracks we've gotten so far over these last two projects where each one has kind of been like a different particular sub niche it's not it's like he's able to hone in on a particular topic and drill home so it might be that some people are just after what you have or it might be that some people are just jealous of the fact that you have success and they can't keep up in this case it's that people want you to be miserable if they are miserable they want you to be miserable and that these people who are salty and they're almost stocky like snakes in the grass watching you just looking for any mistake you make looking for any opportunity to pull out any little thing that they can find on you to bring you down rather than make any efforts to like lift you up i mean i didn't quote a whole lot of lines in this song because i mean the subject is pretty clear and Kirino kind of drills it on through and i'll be honest at this point i was a little bit tired of transcribing lyrics during my review process so i started getting a little lazy um but when they single they want you to be single homie that's what's wrong some people just uh like being lonely just don't like being lonely alone it's the only thing that makes him feel happy is being sad and it's like i'm certain many of you have met these people especially as you get older like a lot of this shit's cute when you're 21 like your life's a mess it's okay everyone understands everyone's forgiving somewhere around 25 26 it starts to get kind of annoying if you're still doing it in your 30s it's just depressing karino's even past that so i can only imagine what the salty people in his life are like especially the people who have been around for 30 years with him and watched him become this established successful well-respected man and then these guys might not be that and so i feel like it's it's i don't know it's just powerfully put together and again touching on truth it's almost like a warning to people this is what to watch for and he does it in such a deep dive way where he drills down and gives you so many specifics on what's to, what to watch for that it's almost like after hearing his project you have no excuse if you want to congregate with these people um i love the part about 28 messages and whining and energy draining and it's like as i've had that moment where you just get like beep, 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 and you start listening and they're all the same like you listen to two messages and you've heard them all so you stop the, you just delete them all and it just felt really accurate like he's a guy who tries to be good he always seems to be willing to listen and hear you out 
but now he's getting tired of some shit that he's been facing. Um, I thought this was a really cool song. I gave it a 4.6 on 5, and yeah. The next one, though, it might be one of the most impressive songs I encountered on this entire four-piece. It's called Flat vs. Globe. So here we have K. Reno playing three um, different characters in a debate. So he has the debate introducer person kind of showing in. Now this person is going to show that the earth is round. And this one is going to, or globe. And this one's going to show that it's flat. And then it's cool because he just has like K. Reno and his more normal K. Reno voice showing, okay, well, okay, well, anyone with common sense will know that in actuality, the earth can only be a globe. The theory of a fat planet is just a fabrication. There's years of documented ship circumnavigation. You liars came along and eliminated truth. The ancient scholars have all demonstrated the proof. We have days, nights, time zones that happen as we spun, verifying we're absolutely circling the sun. I am not into flat earth theory. I think it's completely full of shit. And my main reason why it's completely full of shit is because nobody talks about Galileo. So, Carino's bringing him up in a, in a sense here, but people act like NASA made up this theory. Like, NASA did it. But, like, I don't know, 400 years of people proving it. And you never really hear the flat Earth side go back that far. It's always, like, 30, 40 years of shit, that, or maybe 60, 70. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to say that it, it seems weird, the idea. But I appreciate the fact that K. Reno was very well researched on both sides. So he manages to bring up every flat earther argument in this song. We're not circling the sun. The sun's above us. Day and night is the result of it moving from side to side. The principles are not hard to uncover. When it's shining on one side, there's darkness on the other. And then Carino's like, the sun's 93 miles away. It's not. It's closer and it's hot or whatever. And it's a couple of interesting points is like, so NASA's in the U.S. Why haven't other people like um, collaborated? And then the flat is like, what? You think that all the government leaders aren't conspiring? No. If you follow global politics, you will know that there is definitely impossible that virtually every fucking government person on Earth is conspiring. And with all the whistleblowers and shit, it's it's nearly impossible that this could have stayed a secret. I'm just throwing it out there. Nearly impossible. Like, I think people overestimate the government so much. I think they're just so incompetent compared to, like, conspiracy theorists who think they're brilliant. I think maybe corporations and lobbyists are that good, but not the government. Um, I don't know. It just keeps kind of flowing, and then he describes the fishbowl effect through windows, and it's like there's just an answer to everything. And it's almost like you cut off the uh, globe guy a bunch to let the flat earth guy talk a whole lot. In, in a sense, it's, it just feels like that. And then, yeah, I don't know. He just kind of describes a bunch of shit. The telescopes aren't real, and it's just like... It sounds exactly like a flat earth debate. Like, it really does. It is... I've had that debate, and it sounds like that debate. And I, and then I like that he ends the song with the debater host person kind of throwing out that this is a stupid thing to stress over and that you're wasting your fucking time. There's more important things to worry about. I kind of agree. I think that I have to worry about the fact that flat earthers exist and anti-vaxxers exist. Now, whether or not you're into vaccinations or not, the measles are back. Here's what I can tell you. The rise of anti-vaxxing, the measles. I mean, maybe it's all bullshit. Maybe they're all poisoning everybody. 
But if the measles kills everybody, that's a bad situation. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, this is just how I look at it because I like science and, and like real knowledge and I don't like conspiracy theorist propaganda. So the fact that the Flat Earth Movement is so powerful that Kareena felt the need to write this song scares me as a person. Like, how did we get to this point where science doesn't matter, where people are so skeptical that they're willing to waste all their time proving something like the Earth is flat, something that, I guess, in a sense, has no bearing on their life. Like, what a waste of fucking time. If you think it's not, cool. What have you proved? What have you gained? Except for the, like, eight YouTubers who've capitalized on this to make hella money, the rest of y'all are just wasting time. Anyway, this song's a brilliant five to me. It is a very cool song, mostly for the objectivity and how we put this shit together. This was not necessarily meant to convince you of one thing or another. It was meant to kind of call the whole thing ridiculous. The entire debate is ridiculous. And that is, it is. And if you really want to fight me in the comments about flat earthers and shit, I will answer you. But I don't know that I'll take you 100% seriously as a person if you really do come at me like that. There's a reason B.O.B. doesn't have a career anymore. Anyway, the next track is called The Experiment. This is a very cool song. So it takes place in a, a kind of fictional world where, or theoretical world where it's describing a potential social experiment to an intergalactic council manipulating behavioral patter patterns of inferior species. So he then proceeds to describe life on Earth and just kind of pointing shit out, like starts off with uh, creating and breeding them and educate them poorly, segregate them by different things like rich and poor, study how everyone reacts as they make it worse. And then he just kind of describes shit like the current state of electronic brainwashing. Uh, it's like watch the nicest ones become savage in a crisis. This is enough. So while the flat verse globe had lyrics, it was one of those. This one does not. So we're back on that grind. Um, and he generally just paints out a really honest landscape of marketing manipulation and the various tactics used by everyone to control. Because while I, I'm not sold on an idea of an Illuminati per se, I do think that the wealthy elite want us distracted from how fucked up and how wealthy and elite they are. Because if we're distracted and fighting about flat earthers and globes, which holy shit these two songs connect right so even flat because i've noticed that there's a lot of these little connecting so he does flat verse grobe and then shows how there's an experiment and in a sense dropping this flat earther knowledge out there and pushing this it probably started with a really well-intentioned like as in manipulative dark well-intentioned 4chan kind of theory post and he caught a couple people and made it go viral going viral is a science and yeah, especially back when they started, people were a lot stupider online. So I believe that that is something that could be done. People like to destroy people, especially if they uh, threaten their status quo. And our status quo does not really encourage free thought. So um, it's got shit like purposely prepare slaves through radio airways, formulate drugs, then distribute them in every state and make conditions that cause them to use them to escape. Um, what if we make them run to evil and see good with reluctance, make them prioritize the superficial, uh, not substance? 
And that is kind of what's happening here. If you look at TV, if you look at especially what hip hop and other pop, not just hip hop, country's just as bad. I feel like everyone gives country a pass, but it's fucking terrible. I mean, rock music's got all these like mid thirties guys writing to 14 year old girls. Like there's all sorts of weird shit in the music industry. When you have all of these people selling for money, writing for money, writing to get paid, they'll, they'll say it and do anything. And then we keep catching all these weird stories and nobody really looks at the system to see, well, what's fucked up, you know? will control all that they listen to and all that they watch deny them basic human rights see how they react those things might not have been in order in the song but they're just powerful shit so they'll control what you see and if you really look at what like mark zuckerberg and facebook are doing in like asia and shit where they're giving the internet away for free to all these people but they don't really know what the internet is they go on facebook and everything's in facebook like you don't understand the level of like control that can be happening through private corporations so i think the big difference i between many people is that I know that the villains' names are guys like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Elon Musk. They're also the heroes, but they're also the villains. So they'll do anything for their egos, in a sense. And you guys are a lot of conspiracy theorists are looking for hidden monsters, but Jeff Bezos is the backbone of the internet. Um, I think Tim Cook is the Apple guy. They just don't pay taxes. Jeff Bezos doesn't pay taxes. You guys want poverty to end? Get Jeff Bezos to pay taxes. Like, anyway, that kind of shit. Stop pointing your guns at the fucking shape of the planet kind of shit. Anyway, this ends by saying, like, how do you know that your experiment is even going to work, that it's a good idea? And they basically go, well, we already did it successfully on a planet called Earth. And I appreciate it because while this could be conspiracy theory in tone he handles it in my opinion really maturely and spits pure truth throughout the whole song based on my understanding of truth so i gave this a five on five and it was imaginative it was crazy good and fun to listen to even though it was a little slower and maybe that's not always my favorite thing when you're packing such substance in your bars it totally works anyway the next track on this project is called divine dna i like the fact that he manages to go hard on a song basically saying we're made in god's image it's like almost a religious praise god song but he's like we got to find dna straight from the creator but manifest when we put a mind on display and you're like yeah let's go hard for god we don't see that a lot that could be cool i mean i must imagine migos dropped like a praise jesus track to like the tone of bad and bougie like as kanye west said you know talk about god your record won't get played but i really like this this was really cool. It, it made me believe that Kirino and I understand God in a very similar way. Um, he opens with describing creation and free will. And I think free will is an important thing people don't understand, but it's, it's really cool. Verse two is about like sin and temptation and stuff like I'm glad he would connect. Uh, and then in uh, verse three, I'm glad he would, uh, sorry, I'm glad he would bless and connect me with ancestry. So it's like just to know that by going to your past and to your roots and to kind of like studying your history and culture, you can kind of resist that and kind of embrace the bigger things. Um, but I really, really loved when he's like, he lays out for us a righteous itinerary, but this world functions on the contrary, placing the mind to go against our nature by devilish ways that the iniquity that shaped us. The world makes us self-hating patrons, so God only knows... Uh, so God ways now have a, dub, a debate replacement used to be wide or woke. Now we sleep a lot and everything we ever once was we forgot. And I think it's an interesting point because on the one hand, I don't know enough about the nation of Islam and all of their 
teachings so i i think this also might be related to that so i'm not going to just touch on that i'm going to take it from like a literal point of christianity god which i understand and it fits in proper like it really locks in with the doctrine of it of just really like like the way i've read the bible and ignoring the interpretations of churches i've encountered is you're supposed to talk to god have a prayer a prayer relationship with him where or her i don't really care the gender where you uh kind of share your thoughts ask show appreciation um and work towards a better thing and then you actively move towards shit through this faith driven learning conquest i mean i've been on a really big self journey growth type life for a while now and it's basically i just copy what religion taught me and applied it to my life whether or not god is in specifically talking to god i mean it all boils down to the same process and i think that's super interesting but really the idea of how we used to be wider woke like aware caring about what's going on and now we just let ourselves sleep and get distracted by everything i mean one of the christian tenets is to respect your body because it's a temple and that includes your mind and you're supposed to like respect it and grow and shit and if you do have divine dna you should be treating it as such his flows are ridiculous on this song it's one of my favorites in terms of just tricky flows and fun shit to listen to um the beat's really cool it, it just feels like a fucking banger about god like i haven't really said banger a lot on this project but that's what it feels like and i think it's really an amazing thing to hear that is honestly just a little bit unexpected in my perception um i gave this song a 4.75 on 5 and i really liked it like this this album is pretty fucking solid so far so the next one is thick and thin this is a really again interesting i feel educational tone song trying to again just show you what thick and thin is about and i don't know uh the beat is is really really good i i feel like that do 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 like it has a kind of somber tone to it but almost at the same time a victoriousness in that somber like he's he there's struggles but he knows what he's looking for and like in verse two when you know when you are at a low and how people judge you versus those who see what you will become i thought that was a really powerful thing he he brings up like each one did some dirt and we still forgave each other like you see this whole idea of where like his squad or his idea of friendship isn't about the here and now it's about the what will become it's people who see you now forgive and understand the person you are uh, understand that you will be kind of evolving into something different and then verse three paints out a whole bunch of realistic shit like kind of showing how people th things don't necessarily work out but uh, actually staying together through thick and thin cannot be like an understated virtue it also might be about a relationship i'm not 100 percent sure like a, a romantic one but in general like it just painted this idea of what thick and thin really means like you might fuck up you might do some dark ass shit like you might cheat on somebody you might rob somebody you might in a darker bad place commit a crime even and your real thick and thin friends will understand and still be there with you and your girl who's really there and the thick and thin will still ride with you in light of these mistakes is is kind of the sentiment 
Now, obviously, it's not like a gold card to do what you want because I believe part of that you have to do all of the other things that are kind of correlated to this song of to live properly, work towards your dreams, to actually be that bigger person. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really strong. Haters hating from the sideline, beyond listen. Family members all in your business, causing division, arguments. What well, uh, they was real, but they got fixed. So when we see them years later, they be still in the midst. And I was like, damn. So like you have all these family people interfering, especially if you're dating somebody and like that family doesn't like you or whatever, but you stick with it and it creates problems and problems. And then every time you see that family, there's still that underlying tension of that never got resolved, even though it kind of did. Like it's just sometimes shit gets fucked up, but that person who's really with you will stick with you through that. It's hard to be somebody loyal who won't ever flip up or change up. The one who stayed down when financial problems came up. You was out of work and they took up the slack with nothing said. Never threw it, it in your head, face or held it over your head. That word love, good to have somebody who knows what it means. And it's just like deep, man. Just have people who will hold you down no matter what. I don't know. This song kind of got me in the feels. I started, I started really thinking about the people in my life and the relationships I have of the people who have proven now to be down through the thick and the thin and... It got me feeling appreciative and again giving you some good insight into like what to look for in people and i don't know that there's a lot of social education in how to pick good friends but k reno's albums have that so now k reno is the authority on social education or something because i'm not seeing other people really do this and i admire how he really lives up to being your big bro k reno so i give this a five it blew my mind it got me in the feels like every time i heard the beat i was like damn Anyway, the next track is about a higher life form, and thank goodness the lyrics are there. Like I said, there would be a second braggadocious track on this album. He seems to have two per, and this is the other one on this project, and it is just fucking dope. Like, the chorus is just nice. Like, soon as you turn the mic on, I become a higher life form right from the morning till the night's gone. Staying warm, naked, and in, in, in the ice storm. Conceptual lights born, Carino, the higher life form. So, for one thing, you would not be naked in a fucking ice storm. I lived through the ice storm in 98 in Montreal. That shit was fucked up. You just wouldn't because it's stupid. But, yeah, it's a cool line in, in a sense. I get it. He transcends and he does impossible shit. I just sometimes he'll say some things and I'll be like, you don't know what you're saying, sir. You just don't know. Um, but I really appreciated this. It was very much, again, like of everybody that you're going to encounter, K. Reno spits at a different caliber and a different tier. And he just proceeds to like prove it. He says shit like a brainstorm is weak. I get brain tsunamis like, oh, you, you think you guys can plan? Well, my shit's next level. I thought that was really fun. Um, no pliers. I use my mind to unscrew bolts. It's just shit like that. Like he's, It's like his obsession with powerful minds and telekinetic uh, abilities and just, I think it's cool. Like it really is about elevating your brain as a conceptual weapon, like some kill appreciate versus the Wu-Tang. Um, I won't tell you everything I will do, but it might take you apart just to see if I can rebuild you. No one to relive pain like lyrical, no one to relieve pain like lyrical oxycodone. That is, and then I'm like, wow. 
that's actually pretty good. So he's going to dismantle you, put you back together, and then in general, his, his lyrics are so good, they're basically like a fucking uh, painkiller. Um, I had to look I had to look twice for a second just to see if there was like a feature on this song for as I honestly thought for a quick second a second rapper had joined us but no it was just Reno. and then he says some shit that I really admired in his writing I write songs I can't say I'm a great MC but I can tell you that I've always approached songs like essays and to see Reno drop some shit like every line is an essay my presence is unquestionable I see the regret in your retinal section as the essence of life exits you Okay, the essay part fit what I was saying, and then it was just dope after. Your respiratory press is unmeasurable because no oxygen is left within your chest. Uh, vital signals are undetectable. Power moves insurmountable because people from all around, they use my music for fuel. Hold me accountable. So time is taken. Understandably, every creative strand, cavity, created by hand, planted or uh, organically. And I'm like, yo. So not only is he going to destroy you as an MC, but he has to hold himself to like a higher standard of life because he knows that i guess people like me are going to take his music and use it as fuel to inspire and all of that other shit and because of that he can't slip he has to maintain this degree of excellence as far as all the braggadocious ones went this might be one of my absolute favorites that i heard i gave the song a five on five i think his flows were ridiculous um it was a little less silly a little more i'm gonna get you and i think i really appreciated how good he is at that um anyway the next track on this project also blew my fucking mind. It's called Differences. As a person, I've become obsessed with language and definitions because in most of my past arguments, it was often just a miscommunication over understanding what a particular word actually meant, creating an entire argument that could have led to terminations of relationships or mistakes or bad things. So I became really into it. And then I started listening to this song. There's a difference between feeling good and being healthy. There's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. And he's right. Wealth is like generational shit. It's like all the assets. It's your value. Rich is you got money. It's, it's, it's little compared to wealth. Wealth is, again, generational. Wealth is like what your kids are going to get. Rich is what you're going to blow. Because uh, you lend me a hand. Don't mean you wanted to do it. Wishing for something ain't the same as working to pursue it. And never misled yourself about what you need. Determination to succeed gets mistaken for greed. When he said that, though, I was like, fuck, that's my life. I am so determined to succeed that I spend all these times reviewing these albums and working on various things in my life to try to build up something to, to pursue it. And I am so adamantly committed to this to a point where maybe i'm even too cold but i'll cut you the fuck out of my life if i don't think that there's any value for you to be in my life because i'm working towards something and if you're not also working towards something it's not good but people often take my determination for success and the ways i look and just assume i'm a greedy asshole trying to get some shit and they look the same but they're not the same just because something's inactive doesn't mean it's useless and ignorance is not the same as stupid loved it i uh have practiced my vocal work as an mc every day of my life for the last like seven years whether i've written songs or whether i've recorded or released or whatever i've been working on that thing so that when the time came i could pop off and be dope you know what i mean now i can record in my room and i can produce my own shit and then still i practice even if i'm not focusing on it so it's inactive it's definitely not useless because i don't know if i could podcast if i wasn't a rapper i don't know if i would have my day job if I wasn't a rapper. Because yes, being a rapper, being a performer, 
literally got me my day job because that's kind of what they needed at that point as a person with my personality type in corporate America, which I'm telling you, there's not enough people like me in corporate America. Um, I love when he goes, words are only confusing. If we lack the comprehension, then we don't know what we're using. And there's a few words like this that I hate. One of them is obvious because nothing is obvious. Obvious is a very subjective thing. It's only obvious if you know. You can try to make things obvious, but to assume things are obvious. I don't think people understand the word or I don't think they understand the application of the word. The word nice means pleasant and agreeable. So if your main attribute as a person is if you're nice, it really just means that your main attributes is that you're pleasant and agreeable. That means full of shit because real shit and pleasant and agreeable can't coexist all the time. There are nice moments. I can be nice to you, but I don't really call myself a nice person. I'm a real motherfucker. I don't have time to worry about being pleasant and agreeable to suit your things. I mean, on the mic, I suppose in this camera, I should try a little harder to be nice-ish, but I'd rather be real with y'all. And I think that's a more admirable thing. I like when he's like, natural attraction is different than lust. Too many times in life, we mistake caution for fear. In business, an advance is not the same thing as a bonus. The sun defines, like it says, it's it's like, it's incredible. It's like why I review these albums, why I do all of this, is to learn this language, is to learn all this shit. And here we have Kay Reno, who is basically articulating one of the things that bothers me the most in life, to a point where I'm planning on making a video series doing deep dives into individual words including obvious and nice, but other words to look at is pop in regards to music, hip hop, what it really means. Because I think a lot of people don't know what these words mean anymore. I, I really do assume that all of y'all watching this video know what hip hop is. But I don't think that everybody watching this video understands what pop music is. Because hip hop can be pop music, but hip hop doesn't have to be pop music. And if you're going to Billboard to find your hip hop, well, that's on you for not knowing the difference. Um, we place a lot of false emphasis, but we'll all be all right once you learn to understand the differences. And that's kind of part of why I'm doing this channel. As much as I want to help people relive their experiences loving albums, I want to try to serve as an ambassador to, to interpret and maybe share some knowledge I have mixed with what these guys are teaching me so every album i learned something so fucking may as well share it with you that's what kirina would do um i gave this song a five on five from a concept point of view i would write that song it's so fucking cool like it, i'm literally had already conceived a video series that basically is inspired on the same token of what this song is i'm so annoyed by that shit anyway um i really loved it to me it's one of the best songs on the four piece standout uh five on five nothing else can really be said at that point the last song on this project is how to be an mc so i was a rapper in montreal and i started taking it seriously in 2012 but i didn't know anything about hip-hop so i was a good rapper and i still think i'm a good rapper but i don't know if i'm a good mc hip-hop is fundamentally a very different thing than having a skill of rapping and that's what I thought was super interesting about this song is because a lot of why I review these albums is to understand hip hop and show appreciation for the art form so that I can at least contribute to it and not just be another rapper rapidly rapping and talking a bunch of shit and honestly diluting the culture with more vapid nonsense. Like I have something that I call an indie rapper checklist where it just shows how vapid and mainstream sounding they are in their efforts to not sound mainstream. 
Anyway, you got to have love for this art form in your heart. The money part can't be the most important part. Um, it can't be most important to y'all. You would still do it if there was no paper involved. As a rapper person, check. I have lost well over 10 grand in Canadian, so maybe like seven or eight grand for you. No, I probably lost 10 grand US of my own money pursuing all of my different endeavors with this. I can't say I've made much. Uh, total gains off of YouTube is under $300 US. It'll soon be like 350 US that I've made in total in over two years. I'm not doing this for the money. It's not about the money. It is a hard hustle and you shouldn't get in if you're not a soldier. I'm a motherfucking soldier. I keep grinding no matter what the fuck happens. You have to go and study the history of the culture. Oh shit. Who's doing that? I'm doing that. You know how you know it? Because you see me in this fucking review studying the culture with you, literally. And I, I, I felt like really validated listening to this song. I'm not going to lie. Every MC dead or alive, whoever wrecked it, if you don't know how the game be began, how can you respect it? He's right. I now know how the game began. I've now listened to albums from all sorts of decades, all sorts of years. And like, yeah, my understanding of hip hop and even my ability as a rapper has shifted fundamentally the more I study this culture. Um, uh, learn how the styles evolved over time, the simple and complex, the different flow patterns, learning where certain words belong, but most importantly, the content of each song. I mean, shit, if there was ever anything my my one niche of this fucking channel would be, it's what Kareno's looking for. I'm like, holy fuck, I accidentally made the review channel that proves empirically I'm doing what Kareno wants me to be doing as an MC. Damn, that felt cool. Um, expand your mind if you want to be around for years. I've read about 36 books in the last year, like 12 month period. Uh, it's all on Instagram, you can see. I put it out there. Um, expand your mind, because uh, rappers, with shorter knowledge seem to have short careers with the exception of Eminem. But if he keeps going with the vapidness, he's only going to get the kids and the older people aren't going to like it. But like, look at a Hobson. Hobson has such a promising career, in my opinion, but you might like Hobson, but the guy's vapid. He says fucking nothing and he's kind of awful from a content perspective. And the more I look at what makes good content, the more a guy like a Tech Nine or an Eminem becomes less impressive and the more a uh, K Reno or a Killer Mike becomes way more impressive anyway this is a brilliant song it is an important song and i think more rappers like me especially people not connected to the culture inherently should listen to it and act it out and i say that as one of the rare non-hypocrites who can prove empirically that they've been doing this i love this shit, and i don't care if i make money I will keep doing this even if it never works because my life has improved along this journey and this is a quest of growth and I think that's what being an MC is about. It's like a journey that you're on to be the best like no one ever was and you should study albums like catching Pokemon, you know, like anyway, I'm, I was going to do something weird with Pokemon there and then it just kind of died. Five on five, brilliant fucking song. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, let's talk about the little album summary. I gave uh, Lightning Language a 4.7. I gave Then and Now a 4.745 or something. This is definitely the peak of the four piece for me. I gave this album a 4.85. It is officially up there in like the top five album grades I've ever given for all of those albums. It's up there with Nas Ilmatic to me. And it's up there with a few others. I think um, To Pimp a Butterfly beats this one clear with a 4.9, but this this might be like right up there with that. 
I love this project. It is so good. It is so far my favorite on the four piece. And I couldn't rec- if you were gonna only listen to one, I would say three weeks later and the bike song because three weeks later is better once you've heard the bike song. I love it. You have to check this out. I can't wait to have the money to buy this shit. Anyway, thank you all for watching. I really appreciate you being here with me. Don't hesitate to let me know in the comments any thoughts or feelings or opinions you have on any of the songs, this review, or anything. And I promise if you take that time to comment, I will take that time to answer. Special thanks to the patrons, Lindell Williams, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1984, Carl J, and Ismail Gadamsi. They support what we do. They're helping us grow. We got a new camera recently. And the more of y'all that support us there, A, it builds our spirits and it helps us grind on. And B, well, if it ever does pick up, I can go ahead and buy all those damn albums, like I said, and just shit like that. So you'll help us get to a point where we can maybe leave day jobs and go all in on focusing, like, 10 reviews a week type shit. That's the dream for me, at least. Um, So if you want to help us get there, you can get access to content early, and you can tell us what to review through Patreon. We have a request pool where every few weeks, uh, Patreon will tell us what to review, and then you can join that. And it can be any album you want, whether it's your cousins, your brothers, yours, I don't know famous obscure doesn't matter to us we'll do whatever you want um anyway last little bit of plugging is i dropped a project recently you can check for the description of this video for a link to that and yeah i would love to hear what you think about my work it's also available on this youtube channel and you can check on the main channel page anyway that's all i got to say for now i'm gonna go uh get ready to do the next uh four piece review so peace and thank you for watching